All right, amen. Teaching others also. Radio broadcast for Friday, December 31st. Friday, December 31st. The last day of 2021. Wow. All right, so here we go. We've been in Psalm 90. Done a lot of different things about it. I hope you turned there. I want to look at verse 15 at the least and verse, well, 15 to 17, but 15 and 17. Make us glad according to the days wherein thou hast afflicted us and the years wherein we have seen evil. Let thy work appear unto thy servants and thy glory unto their children. And let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us and establish thou the work of our hands upon us. Yea, the work of our hands establish thou it. So we're leaving a year calendar-wise and entering into a new one. And so I'm going to focus on that idea that we're passing out of here and into the next year. Out of here, in the next year. We've talked about, you know, doing a little bit of stock take. We're talking about uh, doing a tally of last year, this year we're finishing. I'm going to say four or five, maybe six things. First of all, maybe get you a sheet of paper, a piece of paper or something, a notebook, Pen, I carry a little pocket note with me, with me everywhere I go. I got pen and paper with me. It fits in my pocket. It's made, looks like one of those things that you might see, you know, a policeman or somebody or whatever pull out of their back pocket. And, uh, they, they use them in the military. They use them all, all over the place. I cannot emphasize enough. Y'all to have something like that. Listen, when you tell somebody you'll do something for them or you say you're going to pray and you don't write it down, you're only you're not even fifty percent doing something towards actually fulfilling what you prom- promise somebody you do, and if you if you don't take it as a promise, then you're you're way too. I don't even want to ask you for your prayers because you take it too lightly. Now, the year to come. Would you give some thought today, tonight, the weekend? Yes, tomorrow is the first day of the new year, but you know you got Saturday and Sunday. Sunday's the first day of the week and all that, and then you go back to a regular whatever on Monday, etc. So here's here's the thing. On a piece of paper, jot down less of and draw a line, like fill in the blank. Might be several blanks. Less of. We're going to go through it and come back. All right, leave some space. More of and draw a line. Number three, add and draw a blank. Number four, guard against, draw a line to fill in, or several. Number five, flee, as in run from, avoid, etc. And number six, accountability to and align. Now, this is not some clever outline, but it's been real, really refined through the years, <coughs> and I found it to be very effective in my life and helping others. So here we go. Less of. What is it that you know in your heart you should commit to spend less time on or energy on or money on or thoughts on, etc.? Less of. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try to hit your mark. I'm not gonna try to shoot out there. I'm not trying to shotgun it. I, I'm just trying to get you thinking so that you and the Lord, and the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, at, through the Bible, through other things happening to you, that you will be able to say, you know, there ought to be less of this in my life. There ought to be less of this. 
And I and it might be, you know, the last year has shown me as I went through my tally, you know, you did your tally. I don't know if you journal or not, or at least jot stuff down. You ought to, you ought to have a planner or a journal or something where you just keep track of stuff. And you just jot it down and you drop jot some scripture down. Uh, devotional journals are great. You ought to be doing that stuff. And so here you are, less of. You say, well, why should I be, why should I have less of? It's a lower priority. It's not helping you as reach the supreme as we talked about yesterday. The supreme being the absolute and the best and the chief and the crowning and the excellent, the enough. It's like this. In time management, here's what we teach. You should make a list, a to list, but then you must prioritize it. To the extent that you go, if I got nothing else done today but this thing because it took longer, etc., etc., or effort, if what is the one thing I must get done today, that is your supreme for the day. So throughout your year, some of this is going to be character traits, character practices. What do I need to do less of, ready, so that I can, number two, do more of? I know you've heard this before. I've said it before. You may not have heard me say it, but they call in business, they call it opportunity cost. What is the cost if I take this opportunity versus another? Here's how I used to say it. How often can you spend $1? You can spend it once. Now, you might try to invest it, and you might buy something with it and then turn it and flip it and sell it, but that's not spending it. You can only spend a dollar once. You can only spend a day once. You cannot save time. You can redeem the time, it says in your Bible, because the days are evil. King James is superior to the rest. You can redeem your time, but you can't save it. You can't save time. Time-saving devices two hours a day and have it tomorrow. If, if you save it today, you've got to use it today. Now, you can redeem your time, as in not waste it, as in do things more effectively, as in all that. But time is not money. Let me say to you, in this environment we live in, time is not money. For the vast majority of people, the majority, there are many people that time, there are people that time is money. But for the majority of people, time is not money. Paying somebody to do something you could do in your spare time will not, paying somebody to do that will not make you any more money unless you're going to go work overtime and you better work enough overtime after you pay the taxes on the overtime to be able to come out ahead after you pay somebody else to do something that you could be doing and getting the exercise instead of having to work the stressful overtime. Now, this is not about finances, but that's the truth of the matter. Less of, one thing, why? More of. Now, I, I, from on my page, for example, I wrote more of, and I put some things that are the same. More of the same. Why? Because there's many things that I know were my highest supremes, and I, I paid attention to them all year, and I want to do more of the same. Now, you've heard the phrase, if you always do, what you've always done, you're always going to get what you've always gotten. Okay? That's true. That's why many times we have to do less of one thing and more of the other. More of the good and the right. More of whatever's good and right. Therefore, to him that knows to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Okay? And that's, that's why it's so important for us to keep our minds and our hearts in the game, in the battle. 
in the war. Okay? So, the third one is add. What are we going to add? You know, sometimes it's as simple as adding something that's only three or four minutes. It's when you add it. One of our audio files somewhere on, under how to here on the sermon audio is called horseshoe nails. And the concept is this, that there are things that need to be done in order so that they don't get neglected. And they're little things often. You ought to listen to it. It's not very long. And identify some of the horseshoe nails. You're gonna, you, you might have to add, the, add a, a, a policy. You might have to add a priority. You might have to add a, a timing. Okay? So you, less of one thing, more of another. And then what am I going to add? Now, the fourth one is guard against. What do I need to beware of? What do I need to eschew? Uh, what do I need to shun? Guard against. Many of these things, if you'll think, they'll be attitudes. They'll be commitments that you make without thinking it through and praying over it a little bit. Or having priorities ahead of time, knowing I'm not going to commit to do that because it will interfere with other things that are right. Okay? What do you got to guard against? You got to guard against a bitter spirit. You got to guard against the news. You got to guard against the spirit of fear. Why do we need to guard against it? Because it's something that's going to take us down if we're not careful. It's going to be our undoing if we are not careful. If we do not observe this thing, if we are not guarding against it. You say, well, how is that different than the fifth one, which is flee? Because there are some things that you don't guard against, you stay away from. Okay? And you must flee those things. You have, I mean, as if, as if it was a, the worst poisonous snake, or for some people, whatever it is you fear. Some people it's spiders. I hate spiders. Okay? Some people it's creepy crawlies. Some people it's like toads and frogs and lizards. Whatever it is. Some people it's just work. <laughs> <I'm> just <laughs> Don't flee work. Embrace it. But you got to flee it. And you ought to have your little notebook. You ought to have your planner or something. You're not going to necessarily always be able to carry it around with you. But I'm telling you, you're going to, if you put this effort in, it'll be worth it when you stand before God. And the sixth thing, before I let the time get totally away. I won't get to talk to you again until next year. <laughs> is accountability to. Write down the word accountability to in a line or lines. For me, first thing that came to my mind, of course, is the Lord. But if I want to be accountable to the Lord, I need to be accountable to the Bible. Because He gave it to me in print. I need to be accountable to the Holy Spirit, to the Holy Ghost of God. I need to be accountable to my Christian commitments, my Christian duties, my Christian roles. I would so encourage you to sit down each year, really, a couple times a year, and write out your roles. You say, how do you know God does that? Because He does it all through His Bible. Let's take the epistles quickly before I run out of time. You have what? You have husbands. You have wives, right? You have children. You have servants. You have masters. You have leaders. Those are roles that you live out. 
that you play. You say, well, I don't play my role. I hope you do. He said, play, let us play the man for our God. Yeah, and the Lord do that which seemeth him right. Yeah, you're, you're playing it. You're not playing at it. You're not pretending. You're working and living it out. And so I would say to you right now that the thing that we've got to understand is that we have roles to play. Roles are a good way for us to know what we're to be accountable for. So we're accountable to the Bible, to the Holy Ghost, to other people. Now those people usually are associated with our roles. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, when it comes to your Bible and how God wrote it and all the stuff he said, I am so convinced that being accountable to the roles he gave us and the things he said about it is what's so important. If you're not careful, you think you're accountable to the person in that role, and then you think your accountability changes according to how that person acts or whatever. And for the most part, that's not true. I realize you and I cannot control or change someone else's behavior. I get that completely. But, but, but what I will say is this, is you and I, we can know in our hearts and minds what God expects out of our roles. And I would adjure you to get a piece of paper. This weekend is a perfect time. And write down your roles. Like my number one role is I am a Christian under God. I am. And then you take your roles and you write them. Those roles will adjust throughout a year or change throughout one or two or three years. So you should go back and review them if you've done it before. It ought to be done at least yearly. From those roles, to fulfill that role right, you're going to have to do less of some things, more of some things. There's some things you ain't been doing at all that you have to add. There's some things you're going to have to guard against so that you don't neglect that role and pay attention to some role that you're not supposed to. There's some things you're just going to flee, absolutely flee, and then we'll begin to fulfill our accountability. I trust some of this will be a blessing to you. I trust God will use it. Next time I talk to you, will be next year. Uh, kind of like the pastor said on Christmas service, he said, well, I want to wish some of y'all a happy Easter. And everyone looked at him funny. He said, because a lot of you, I won't see you again till then, after today. I hope I'll see you again next year. We'll be back Monday, start a new year. I trust you'll have some time this weekend to give us some thought and you'll bring in a new year with some new ways and God will be all over what you're doing and bless you. God be with you.